Well, hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again today. Now, before we get into today's show, don't forget to like that video, subscribe to the channel and give us an old share in social media if you can. Also, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, there's a link down below in the description. And uh, if you go to that link, you can see all the various podcast player that we're on at the moment. And you can simply subscribe through that and you can get it delivered to your personal device when the new episode becomes available. So let's jump into today's top five stories that we have for you coming from Thailand. The first one is cannabis bill runs out of time. The House of Representatives has almost run out of time to pass the much-awaited cannabis bill as lawmakers remain divided over key provisions, leaving the fast-growing industry in regulatory limbo. The House failed to conclude the second reading of the bill on Wednesday, the last session earmarked for the controversial legislation before it goes into a recess next week. House dissolution is expected to follow in early March as parties gear up for the next election that will be held no later than May 7th. The delay was caused by some MPs arguing that the cannabis and hemp bill lacked the teeth to prevent recreational use of cannabis and demanding that the plant be listed as a narcotic again. Decriminalization of cannabis was championed by the Bumjai Thai Party during the 2019 election campaign as a way to create a new economic crop with widespread medical, food and beverage applications. Thailand became the first country in Asia to decriminalize cannabis in June by delisting the plant as a narcotic but has since struggled to prevent its use for recreational purposes and the proliferation of dispensaries selling everything from cookies and cosmetics laced with its extracts. Growing concerns about the impact of legislation on young people have also threatened to set back an industry that is forecast to be worth over 1 billion by 2025. Cannabis liberalization has divided political parties. Bumjai Thai, led by Public Health Minister Anatan Sharvakul, is seen as a major beneficiary after it spearheaded the plant's wider use and cultivation by households. Many of the opposition parties and the Democratic Party, a member of the ruling coalition, want to roll back decriminalization. It's clear that the bill was not passed in the sitting. We will resubmit the cannabis bill in the next parliament, said Supachai Jasamut, a Bumjai Thai MP. People who don't want cannabis to be criminalized should again vote for Bumjai Thai. The government has repeatedly said decriminalization was aimed at the medical and commercial use for marijuana rather than recreational purposes, though the draft bill stopped short of explicitly outlawing recreational smoking. Ad hoc cannabis-related rules issued by the health ministry are adequate to keep the industry in check for now, Mr. Superchai said. The rules include restrictions on causing unpleasant smells in public, selling to pregnant women or people under the age of 20, and commercial advertising. It's quite interesting. I I think a lot of people know that when they decriminalized um, marijuana, they basically forgot to make any rules regarding it. And this is exactly what has led to the state of the industry right now, where literally every Tom, Dick and Harry is selling it and there's no rules, there's no regulation. And it's certainly probably not what they had planned, but it's certainly the kind of the the way this government has governed for the last four years or so. Now, if anybody wants to know what the public health ministry guidelines are, I have them here for you. So there are the 10 things tourists need to know about cannabis in Thailand. Now, number one, carrying seeds or parts of the cannabis plant from and to Thailand for personal purposes are not permitted. Cannabis cultivation is legal, but registering in the Food and Drug Administration's Pluck Ganja application or through government website is required, and generally that's only for Thai citizens. Foreigners cannot do that. Using cannabis flower buds for research, export, sale, and processing for commercial purposes requires an official permit. 
Individuals under 20, pregnant women and breastfeeding women are not eligible to use cannabis except under the supervision of health professionals. Number 5. Possession of extract containing more than 0.2 THC and synthetic THC requires permission. Cannabis-contained dishes are available in authorized restaurants only. Number 7. Approved cannabis health products are accessible through specific channels. 8. Smoking cannabis in public spaces, including schools and shopping malls, is illegal. Number 9. Avoid driving after consuming food or health products containing cannabis. Avoid, but it when you say avoid it doesn't mean you can't do it and finally number 10 those who have serious undesirable health outcomes from cannabis should promptly see a doctor for treatment and that is basically the guidelines from the ministry of health that's also published on the tourism authority of highlands website so as you can see those are not really rules and they're they're only guidelines more than anything because there is no law behind it but again as a tourist if you want to get your collar felt go around smoking cannabis in public and you'll probably uh, end up having that happen to you you'll probably get a fine and that'd be the most that would happen to you at the moment so moving along to the uh, next bit of news we have no appointment for international driving permits now this is for people who have a thai license expats or thai people who have a thai license and would like to get the Thai international driving license. The DLT said international driving permits are available at land transport offices nationwide without the need for an appointment and cost 505 baht. Thais who want to apply must bring their passport, ID card, original driving license in Thailand and two photos sized 2 inches taken in the last 6 months. Foreigners must bring original and copy of their passport and visa, as well as their original and copy of their residence, residency or work permit that is certified by the embassy or the immigration bureau. Thai driving license and two photos uh, size 2 inches taken in the past 6 months as well is needed. The permit is valid for one year for 102 countries, including USA, Australia, South Korea, New Zealand, Japan, and three years in 86 countries, including Bahrain, Brazil, Germany, and Switzerland. And yeah, it's a handy little document to have sometimes when you go abroad if you only have the Thai license, because some countries and some rentals might not accept it without the international abroad but uh, one thing it says there uh, you need a copy of a residency certificate or work permit that is certified by the embassy or immigration bureau just to clarify that the residency certificate can be from your immigration or embassy the work permit obviously has your address in it and that wouldn't have to be certified by anybody because that's an official Thai document now, moving along to another story, which kind of ties into uh, the kind of uh, story I was talking about yesterday in, in terms of Phuket, and we brought up one of the things about road safety, but here's an interesting thing has just cropped up, and I, I see it as a very good thing. Phuket officials are targeting tourist motorbike rentals. Phuket officials are proposing a standard agreement for motorbike rental operators to use to ensure that legal basics are covered when renting motorbikes to tourists, such as the tourist having the correct driver's license to operate the motorbike, and that the motorbike itself is covered by the compulsory accident insurance. Now, all very good things. The standard agreement was proposed at a meeting held at the Phuket Provincial Disaster Prevention and Mitigation Office at Phuket Provincial Hall yesterday. This meeting was called following a large group of foreigners renting motorcycles for use in tourism in the Phuket area and frequent accidents affecting the tourism of the province, said an official report of the meeting. Present at the meeting were the police, the disaster and safety officials and officers from other relevant agencies, including the new director of the Tourism Authority of Thailand's Phuket office, Lechai Wang Trakaldi. More specifically, but not mentioned in the report, was the mass motorbike rally by mostly French nationals that overwhelmed the streets of Patong earlier this month. 
Following mass arrests after the motorbike rally, the issue was raised by police in talks with the French honorary consul of the island. Patong Police Chief Colonel Sujin pointed out to the French consul that the rental operators found guilty of hiring motorbikes to people without a valid license have been charged with a 1,000 baht fine as they are responsible for ensuring the correct and legal documentation is in place. Similarly, anyone found guilty of renting a motorcycle without the correct license would also face a fine of 1,000 baht, Colonel Sujin added. The standard agreement proposed at the meeting yesterday was described as control guidelines to organize motorcycles for rent in the Phuket area to be orderly and legal. Since there is no single law to directly control the vehicle rentals, the meeting has discussed for all government agencies to integrate relevant law information into enforcement, said the official report. Attendees at the meeting suggested that vehicle rental operators use a standard agreement that was clear and correct and available in at least three languages, Thai, English and Chinese. Under the agreement, tourists renting vehicles must strictly follow the traffic rules, said the report. All cars and motorbike rented must also be covered by the compulsory insurance required by law so that every vehicle rented has insurance coverage in the event of an accident that results in injury and death, the report added. And I actually think this is a fantastic idea. And it's about time, but as you can see from the report, there is no laws in Thailand. It's a free-for-all at the moment in terms of rental and what's required. But the basics of it is that if you want to rent a motorbike in Thailand, you're going to need a proper motorbike license. So an international driving license for a motorbike. And the company renting it are going to need to check that you have that. And number two, that that company are going to have to make sure that their motorbikes are covered by insurance. And I I see no real issue with that at all. Now, of course, the real issue is going to be is the nosedive in rentals that will come. Because from my knowledge of this, the vast majority of tourists renting motorbikes in Phuket and many other parts of Thailand do not have the proper licenses to operate the vehicle. Now, they might have an international driving license. But it's for a car, not for a motorbike. And I see some problems coming down the line soon. You know, the locals will be up in arms going, oh, we don't have any rentals now because we have to, they have to have a motorbike license to rent our motorbikes, you know, and oh, it's become expensive. We have to have proper insurance now and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But it is a good thing. And road safety in Phuket and other parts of Thailand as well is well needed. As much as we complain about the roads in Phuket and I, I, after looking through the show yesterday, a lot of people agreed with uh, the things that I said. There's obviously one or two that are in there that I call just, you know, trolls amongst them. But the majority of people certainly do agree that the situation in terms of traffic in Phuket and and the safety of roads is very, very bad at the moment in Phuket. I was watching a guy recently on TikTok, actually today, and he did a similar type thing. He was discussing some of the things he hates at the moment in Phuket. And obviously one of these things was the traffic. And yeah, I think this will certainly improve things. I mean, if you probably were to survey the amount of accidents tourists have and whether they had a proper license or whether they actually even knew how to drive a motorbike, you know, I'd say it's very, very high, the amount of people who, who don't have the necessary skills. So yes, this to me is a fantastic idea. And it certainly will be um, well welcomed by many road users. Now, moving along, another story, but it's quite an interesting one. The arrival of Chinese tour groups still unexpectedly low in Thailand, says the leading Thai Tourism Association. The number of Chinese tour groups travelling to Thailand remains unexpectedly low due to a lack of flights, said Siddhavar Cherasa Porn, president of the Thai Association of Tourism Business, that's the ATTA. 
He disclosed to the Thai media that most Chinese arrivals in Thailand were free independent travelers, that's FIT travelers, which refers to tourists who travel on their own without a tour guide or joining tour groups. These types of visitors are largely attributed to the majority of recent Chinese arrivals, while the number of tour groups was still very low, despite China already allowing outbound groups. Uh, he noted the ATT president associated this unexpected phenomenon with insufficient flights. The current number of Chinese arrivals is still not that exciting, but there has been a continuous recovery since the beginning of this year. This is especially notable when compared to the period of 2021-22, during which Chinese tourists were unable to travel. As a result, the Chinese visitors, which is a major market for Thailand, disappeared altogether. He went on to say that if the number of operational flights met the demand of the visitors, Thailand might see an increase in Chinese tour groups next month. He also mentioned that the advanced room reservations from Chinese tourists during March and April or Songkran were still stagnant. As for the recent entry fee for international visitors, he stated that nothing could be done because the regulation has already been approved and is waiting to go into effect. He's kind of got the ass end of this as well. He's talking about you need to put on more flights because for the demand. Let's be all frank and honest. If the demand was there, airlines would put the flights on because they want to make money. And that's the bottom line. So it does look like right now that group tour demand for coming to Thailand is just not there. You know, as I said, if it was there, the airlines would be putting the flights on and you'd be seeing, you know, plane loads coming into Thailand. But you're not right now. There is a lot of kind of uh, just couples and families traveling on their own, but they're doing that on their own. They're booking through the online travel agent. They're booking their flights separately. They're coming to Thailand for, you know, 10 days and just enjoying themselves. And then they're going home like every other tourist that's here at the moment too. So it'll be interesting to see if demand picks up. I mean, we're nearly in March now, so there's not much time left for the demand to pick up. And if, if I'm betting, probably not. And finally, the final story of today, the Thai Smile airline makes an emergency landing in Phuket. A Thai Smile Airways Airbus A320 suffered engine problems and made an emergency landing at Phuket International Airport yesterday. Confirmation of the incident came via Phuket Info Center, which operates under the Phuket Provincial Office. Airports of Thailand Branch, which operates Phuket International Airport and Thai Smile, a wholly owned subsidiary of Thai Airways International, have yet to recognize the safety incident directly to the public. The Thai Smile flight made the emergency landing at 1pm, said the report by the Phuket Info Center. The A320 made a hard landing with a tail strike on the runway, said the report. Thankfully, the pilot managed to bring the plane to a halt and all passengers disembarked safely, the report added. The runway was closed from 1.55pm to 2.50pm while repairs were made to the one square metre on the landing strip that suffered damage from the tail's tail strike. The runway closure caused delays to about 20 flights due to takeoff and landing during that period, the report said. The Thai Smile Airbus A320 is now being checked and undergoing reports at the Delta section of the airport, the report added. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, about 20 flights were, but you know, it's really lucky that nothing, you know, worse happened. And I, I think this is probably a good outcome to something like that. But nevertheless, that's it for today, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget. Hit an old like there if you enjoyed the show. Comment down below in the section, in the comment section, if there's anything that kind of takes your fancy and would like to talk about it. And we'll see you in the next couple of days. Once again, thanks for tuning in and stay safe.